0: Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. On today's show, I have Pastor Paulette Harper. She is a life and book writing coach, inspirational speaker and author. She has been empowering women through personal and spiritual development that allows them to gain clarity, find their purpose and walk in their truth. As a speaker, her signature talks include The Blessings of Rejection, Removing the Masks and Life After Divorce. And these have empowered women from all walks of life. Paulette has authored 11 books, including two award winners. She writes in three genres, Christian inspirational fiction, Christian nonfiction and children's books. She now coaches aspiring authors to position themselves in the publishing industry as authors and works with women to find their purpose. Hello, Pastor P. A very warm welcome to the tiaras. Tears and Triumphs podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to have you on the show today. As you know, this podcast is a safe space for women who have been hurt by some form of abuse in a relationship to feel supported in the challenges they face. As a focus for our conversation today, let's talk about partnering with women who are broken and helping them look for solutions. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and your journey and about your mission to help women shift their perspective on crises so that they can push past the barriers they face?
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I do appreciate it. And um, you know, it has really been a journey getting here. And as um, as a minister and a speaker, you know, life for all people, you know, um, hits us in all kind of different you know directions with 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 just living. Period. And so, you know, just to uh, assure the the women that are listening here, there is always an opportunity to bounce back no matter what, you know. And so I'm a prime example of that, you know, and you talk about, you know, solutions to helping women who've gone through, you know, some drama or some emotional, you know, trauma or anything like that and, and being hurt. And, you know, the solutions that I can share with you how it helped me, the things that helped me come through. And I find that these same uh, solutions can be used, you know, with with other women as well. Um, A little backstory is I was married for 23 years to a pastor. And so we got married when we were, you know, in our, when I was 19, (laughs) you know, so we had a lot of history together and a lot of, Uh, experiences uh, with one another. And I ended up getting divorced when I was in my 40s. And it was very traumatic for me because I wasn't factoring in, what if this marriage doesn't work? No one goes into a relationship thinking that, you know. And so, um, you know, all the years that I had been married, I was serving you know, serving in ministry, serving him, serving our children that we had, you know, uh, had together. And in the process of all that, I really lost who Paulette was. And I think that was a lot of the traumatic experiences that I was going through because I had no idea how to catch myself, you know. And so uh, in the process of going through the emotional trauma, it was literally a shock to even be at 40 and going through a divorce and starting life all over again. And so, of course, there was this gamut of emotions every day, you know, fear and dread and the what ifs and I could have did this, you know, what if this would have happened? You know, all those emotions come up when you are faced with a situation that. You didn't have another, you didn't have an alternative plan that was going to catch you as you fell. And so um, the, the trauma really was, you know, going from having security in a relationship to it not being, to it being You know, non existent, you know. And so, what do I do? You know, how do I capture these emotions? How do I find Paulette again? How do I recover from going through this emotional trauma and the hurt and the pain? How do I find some sense of purpose in all of this? And one of the things that I had to realize was I had to come to grips with this was my lot in life at this particular moment. I was getting divorced and I was going to start my life all over just with Paulette. And so that was a big pill to swallow for me because I didn't want my, um, I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to still be married. And so I wanted to work it out like all women, you know, if I'm talking to women who are married and going through it for women, we don't want to end a a marriage or a relationship. We want to stay, stick in it, you know, and, and forgive and, and work on it, you know, and go to counseling and whatnot. But that wasn't the case for me because what I wanted was not what he wanted. And I had to accept that I couldn't change him. I had to accept that this was the lot that God had wanted me to go through. Now, what was I going to do with it, you know? And so it was hard, but yet I had to embrace that moment. I had to embrace the season that I was going through. And with that, it it was about me finding Paulette. Who is she, you know, it was, You know, rediscovering who I was. It was, you know, going to counseling, which I did. And and when I went to counseling, I told my counselor, I'm not coming to save my marriage. I'm coming to save Paulette because if I don't say Paulette, Paulette is going to die from the, 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 the pain of going through the, the divorce. Paulette's is going to die from the depression that I was slowly, you know, evolving into because it, it was a depression that I didn't know existed, but I was living in it. And so we begin to Um, you know, uh, put, put me back together again. And so in the process of that, it was really unfolding and peeling back, you know, emotions and how I was feeling and how I even got to that place in my life. And so in that process, it was, um, you really, you know, discovering who Paulette was, it was accepting Paulette and all of her flaws, it was accepting Paulette and all of her wrong. It was accepting Paulette and all the mistakes that she had made. And so from that moment, I began to 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 you know find my way back because. The flaws and the the what ifs can kill a person because you're living in an area, or you know your mind is always stuck on you know well it's your fault that this has happened you know or you could have did this better you know and so I had really had to accept that um, even you know God still loved me and all my flaws and I had to love myself. And I had to really love myself through it. And that was one of the solutions that I found that I, I, I embraced because I found who Paulette was. And so in finding who I was, I was then able to face my fears. I was then able to face what life was going to look like with me being single at 40. I began to face the, the, the possibilities of, you know what? I could love again. You know, my my whole perceptive, my whole perception had to change because I went in thinking no one would love me. I went in thinking, oh my God, once they find out that I was married to a pastor, what are they gonna think about me, the wife, you know? So all these emotions were, you know, were were, were embar- you know, and all through my mind. And so once I got over that and began to think, you know what? What if, you know, how can God turn the situation around in my life? And how can, you know, I get a new chapter? How can a new chapter in my life evolve, unfold? And so I had to take a different perpe- uh, perception on where I was going and what God was doing in my life. And so with that, it was every day, it was trying to find something new about Paul It was every day just living in the moment, you know, not even being, not even thinking about, okay, I'm going to do that next week, next month. No, I needed to live in the moment right now. How can I, how can I make the most of the moment that I'm in right now? And so with that, it was slowly me crawling out of my state. It was me, you know, walking every day uh, towards something new, new that I didn't know about, but just knew that I wasn't going to be with this person anymore. But I had to fall and fall in love with Paulette and rediscover who I was. And when I started writing, that was a, a that was another area that was new to me because I didn't know anything about writing. But it was a it was about me sharing my my, my triumph and my sorrows and and my pain, but it started with me wanting to, to be vulnerable enough to write it, you know? And so, and that's where all this, you know, started. So, you know, the solutions really for women, it is really discovering, um, owning up to where you are. It is wanting to get out of the the abuse, it is seeing yourself as, as a jewel, seeing yourself as a queen, seeing yourself as valuable, seeing yourself as unique, seeing yourself as worthy for something better, you know, and when you can, when you can get a hold of that, and you can walk in your truth, Not that you got it all together, but that you are moving and you're striving towards something greater for yourself, then the healing begins, you know. You have to get reconciled to yourself first. The healing starts to begin, you know, and you begin to have a new perspective on life and your mind changes and your vocabulary changes and your passion and your desires begin to change. It's almost like a butterfly, you know, they go through this, um, you know, this this this, this transformation. Uh, they're in a cocoon and so, Things are happening inside internally, you know, doing the internal work you have to do. And then, you know, one day the the the, the, the butterfly, you know, comes out of the, of this cocoon and he and they be, it begins to fly, you know, but the internal work has to get done. And that's the process that's painful. Yes. You know, that's the process that's really painful, but that's the process that we have to go through to get healed as well yeah
0: I think that's so important to just give some context to that process and to understand that um, that the pain is a part of the process and it's a necessary part of the process. And it's quite normal and natural to grieve the relationship, and it's quite normal and natural to, have thoughts about who am I when I'm not in this relationship I'm to have those feelings like I'm nothing now that I am no longer in this relationship you just actually just can't see who you are at all and that's very very normal because your world has shifted so dramatically with an ending of a relationship and as you said which is a really interesting um, observation about women being hanging in there and really thinking well I'm not just walking from this relationship you know if it can be salvaged I'm in there a hundred percent Boots and all, I'm in there, and I will do whatever is needed to try and salvage this relationship and keep this relationship going. And that um, observation that you made is very much in line with the statistic that it takes women who are in abusive relationships up to twelve times before they actually leave a relationship. And I think that 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 internal pull that women have to try and salvage the relationship is a very big part of the reason that they get held there even in a toxic environment like an abusive relationship and i know it was certainly true in my case that i gave um opportunity after opportunity for things to change within the relationship because I was vested in that relationship I was vested in that person I was vested in that person being the father to my children and you know and because of that I wanted to do everything I thought I could possibly do to try and resolve the issues that were going on within the relationship but Um, not everything was in my control and you identified that as well is that not everything is in our control so all of our good intentions Mm -hmm. to want the relationship to be healed and whole is not entirely within our control and it's about discerning that point that there some things are within our control and other things are not and when it comes to a breakdown in a relationship there are two parties involved in that breakdown or that reconciliation and you can work until your last breath to try and keep that relationship together but it's not all within your control. The, the other person has a part, plays a part and um, will d- also determine the course of that relationship. So I think that I loved what you said. There's so many things I loved about what you said. And one thing I really absolutely loved about what you said is that you engaged with a counsellor.
1: Yeah.
0: And that that counsellor, was not there for you to say, what can I do to save my marriage? It's what can I do to save myself? Yeah. And I think it was fantastic that you recognised that as being like you needed a lifeline at that Mm -hmm. time. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't so much about the relationship as you knew that no matter what course that relationship was going to run, that you needed a lifeline to get through it because it was hard and that's one thing i will always emphasize and encourage the women who are listening to this podcast to tap into counseling support it's so important you know of course if your partner is is willing to go through marriage counseling you know or relationship counseling then by all means engage in that. But I would also encourage women to get their own counselling, even if they're in couples counselling, to still have their own counselling because it's a process that you're working together on as a couple, but you need to strengthen yourself through that process and through those hard times. Unfortunately there's no magic wand to wave to fix everything in a flash. It is a process and I think understanding that that no amount of wishful thinking is going to make everything magically better, you know, in the blink of an eye, that you that you need to have a preparedness to understand that this is a process and processes take time. So um, you just made so many incredible, you know, points about the way in which that journey, what that journey looks like, for you know what it looked like for yourself but it is a journey that you know anybody in that situation goes through and i love that you also you know you talked about that thing that feeling that you have when a relationship is um becomes unstable and how that there's a paradigm shift in that within the relationship and what happens to you because you're a person of faith Mm -hmm. and there would be all these other things that would you know like impact and affect you in the way that you're processing what you're going through because you're also reconciling how does that sit within your faith Mm -hmm. and you know how how does that I imagine you had all sorts of things with the position that you held within your um within your church community and how your breakdown in your relationship was looked upon by those members in your community. that's a that's a whole other thing a whole other like ton of pressure on you as you're navigating uh you know what's happening to you in your relationship but those feelings of instability once you know like that relationship that you saw as you you know said when you started on your journey with your husband that you thought that it would be until your dying day you know and it wasn't and you know dealing with that I guess the the bubble being burst you Mm -hmm. know um is is a really big thing and and you're you've gone from this position of you know leading a happy life leading a full life being a wife knowing this is this is your role you're you know you're an important support to your husband you're both you know um working actively in ministry you've got you know children in the relationship and life is good Mm -hmm. and you're quite content with this life and then all of a sudden there's your husband saying i want out and you're like hello my whole world has just been turned upside down and you've lost your footing and I loved that you illustrated what that looks like and feels like and why that's so important then to tap into some counselling support because you know that you've got all that instability and as you're trying to find some stability again in your life you need to have somebody else who's going to support you through that journey. So, and as, as a pastor or a minister in a church, I would imagine, you know, like it's very difficult to talk to people within that community about what's going on. Is that, is that true?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it is. You know, when you're in leadership like that, you can only share so much with Well, actually for, for most people in ministry, um, you don't want to share any, like anything like that with, um, you know, your congregation that you're are, that you're leading, you know, because they have their problems and you're there to lead them, to help them get and resolve, you know, their, their issues. And so you can't share that with them. And so, um, I was able to um, connect with a couple of sisters who were not part of, you know, my congregation, but they were, you know, one was already in ministry at another church, and so she was another pastor's wife. So I could convey with her, I could talk to her, I could share share with her how I felt, and then um, another girlfriend had came back into my life, and it was the same thing. So I found. Uh, a couple of ladies that I could, you know, share my, my, my innermost secrets with, you know, my emotions with, and, and they would, you know, pray with me and talk me through it and help me out off the edge, you know? So I had that, but yeah, you're absolutely right. As, as a, as a pastor, a minister, uh, we just can't just, you know, tell our congregation, this is what I'm going through, (laughs) you know, because there has to be a safe place for us, you know? help. And that safe place for us has to be uh, someone outside of that congregation, you know, someone that can, can, we can feel, okay, we can be vulnerable and I feel safe sharing this with you because I trust you not to share what I'm sharing with you to someone else, you know, and so, yeah, you just have to find a safe place to be able to, you know, dump your emotions and how you're feeling with someone that can, you know, won't judge you, but just pray with you and help you through
0: the process yeah fantastic yeah all right I've just now I'm just going to ask you some other questions all right so can you give us a sense of what helps with the process to start from a place where you are starting over this new phase of being single in a positive way to be able to forge a new life for yourself after a breakdown and a breakup in a relationship
1: yeah, you know, what it looked like for me being single and then, you know, finding my my footing was really, um, I started writing, you know, and that really helped me um, to navigate my emotions, to navigate the journey that I was going on, and it also helped me take my focus off of my pain take me take my focus off of what I was going through because I was writing how I was feeling I was writing the journey I was writing you know as a as a as a form of therapy for me and so my my writing enabled me to just focus in on this story about Paulette you know this story about you know how ministry was and the story about my relationship and it, it it availed me the opportunity to to look more in depth at you know the creative side of paulette that didn't know she even existed you know that was the part that i was introduced to that paulette the creator you know that I was being, I was creating, uh, you know, a new life for me and it, and and writing became part of that. And so I think that for women, uh, you know, it may not be writing, but it may be a passion that they put on the back burner because they had put all their energy and their investment into the relationship. So I would say, you know, pick that back up you know, and 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 even you know find something else that you did thoroughly enjoy and you know and and get involved in that and 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 grow in that because once we get you know to a place where we are you know reinventing who we are and coming to grips with you know where we are in that relationship that we are you know now single it is really finding a passion and and you know uh, channeling that energy towards something that is just for me. just for me. And so it's okay that we're in this place that we can be so selfish. It's all about me now. you know so I need to learn where I am in that place, what I like, what I don't like, where I like to go what I like to do, what passion that I have that drives me, that makes me happy, you know? And once you can get that, then your energy is focused in on that and not so much on what I lost, what I didn't have. He's gone now, you know, all the negative, but it's really focusing in now on how can I be uh, more efficient? How can I be self-serving? How can I now uh, get to a place where I'm clear about my vision, I'm clear about my direction in life. I'm clear clear about where I want to go. I'm passionate about this, I'm moving in that. I'm doing that and just enjoy enjoy life again. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's that is so liberating to get to that stage and it takes it takes time to get to that stage too because you start out like a bit of a blank canvas, don't you? (laughs) And and you might be really frightened to put that first dab of paint onto the canvas because you don't know what the picture is going to look like when you start painting. And it is this really sort of stage of exploration mm-hmm. that you're going through. And I think that um, as if we can understand that it's okay for the painting to start off looking not so good, yeah you know that when you you start putting those dabs of color on the canvas Mm -hmm. and it's just like what is that (laughs) what am I looking at right now I have no idea what picture I'm actually painting right now but to be okay with that stage of the creative process and know that as you continue to put dabs of paint onto the canvas that it is going to take form and shape yeah. and it will become more defined and you will become more defined as you go along but you just got to start with that first dab of color <laughs> <laughs> on that canvas yeah. and just be prepared to allow yourself not just the the space to be able to do it but actually engage in it you have to actually pick up that paintbrush and you actually have to put that paintbrush in some color and put it on the canvas (laughs) and that you know does require some effort and it requires effort in the beginning but as you go along and you start to see the picture that is forming in front of you then you can it becomes less of an effort and more of a joy and you have more confidence in this picture that you're creating in your life as you go along so yeah if, if only we could be in in that you know, that initial stage when we come out the other side of, uh, you know, a broken relationship. If only we could be like, you know, two-year-olds or three-year-olds when they're finger-painting and just, you know, like put our hands in the colour and put our hands on the paper and just be free about what we're doing. If only we could be like that. But as we get older... We have all of these, um, you know, societal expectations, you know, that we're carrying around with us, and and, um, and that can then slow us down with allowing ourselves to give ourselves the permission to just be yeah. free and explore. So, but that is, is part of that self love journey too, isn't mm-hmm. it? Hi, I just want to take a quick break and just ask you, are you ready to transform your life? So I'm not talking about being your fairy godmother, but I'm talking about being your support, your advocate, someone who's going to be in your corner to help you to go through that transformation. You are going to be your fairy godmother. You are going to create the change that needs to happen and I am going to be there to help you every step of the way so just get in touch if you're ready to transform your life at the beginning there's you're not in love with you
1: you've got to you've got to develop that that love don't you yeah you really do because you you know when you're in a relationship and you have invested so much and there's a lot of pain in it um and it ends up where you're you're leaving yeah it it you know it doesn't look there's no pretty picture right there you know and so you know you really have to just pick up from from that place and you know, start to, and that's that inner work that you have to do, you know, because you, you, you spent so many, you know, so much of your time and your energy being connected with something that literally killed you inside and you don't even know that you've been dying all this time, you know, and so those are those that's that internal work that has to that that hurts, you know, because you have to realize, how did I get to this place, you know, and so it is really about, you know, doing what you're supposed to do or what you can do to get to a point in your life that I'm going to love myself again. You know, and and I know that I had, that was one of my problems. I didn't, I lost Paulette. I didn't know who Paulette was and I wasn't in love with Paulette. And when he was removed out of my life, it was though my life ended, you know, uh, my breath stopped, my destiny stopped, my purpose stopped. And, and it was because that I, I lost myself in all of that and I didn't love who I was. And so I had to find that I loved Paulette, even with all her flaws, even with all her drama, I still had to love her because if I didn't love me, no one else was going to ever love me again. I knew God loved me. But I had to love me. And in order for me to love me with or with anyone else in my life, I had to love who I was. And that was a breaking point for me. That was my breakthrough. That was my liberation. When I accepted that, you know what, I'm okay with myself. You know, I still have internal work to do. You know, I haven't, I'm not perfect, but I've got to a place where I was okay with what was going on in my life. I was okay with him leaving. I was okay with starting all over and I was okay with Paulette.
0: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I'm so happy. You are, you know, you're a very beautiful person okay so what tips do you have to help women overcome
1: barriers that they face yeah those barriers oh my god um you know I guess you you really have to kind of identify and and write down what those barriers are because those barriers are just so different for every woman you know and um you know, I know for me, my barriers were trust again. My barriers were, you know, I, I I put up a wall when it came to even, you know, wanting to be in a relationship with anyone again, you know. And so, you know, those barriers can, can you know, you can, you got to, you know, chisel them away, you know, you got to, you know, got to, you know, break them down each and every day because you know, those barriers are going to stop us from really processing and going forward and 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 you know getting the breakthrough that we need. And so I think that it's something that has to be chiseled. You know, every day we recognize, okay, that's a barrier for me. I know that that that's a hindrance. You know, that's a wall that I've put up. And I need to break down I need to break down that wall. And so you you do it daily you know, because you have this relationship that you've been in that didn't develop in one day. And so you have years and years and years of, of, of now having walls that have been created. And so just like you, you know, you walk through the relationship over a period of time, those walls have to come down over a period of time as well. And that's why I'm saying you got to chisel at that, You know, and also, you know, be glad at, you know, the small wins, you know, be you know, appreciate the small wins, because when we can appreciate the little bitty wins and recognize, man, I did that, and and it's really big because they are big, you know. So we recognize those small wins because those small wins over a period of time become bigger wins you know and finally we've gotten the breakthrough that we need and that wall has finally come down yeah it's a
0: it's quite a stand of um a a warrior sort of stand I suppose when you you say I'm I'm going to acknowledge the smallest of wins because if I'm counting these little blessings then I'm not allowing myself to be defeated by this. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
0: it is actually a very very powerful um weapon or you know shield you know to use mm-hmm. as you go through this um this journey that you're on and because it is easy to you know to actually um bypass those small wins and uh because The challenges that you're facing can seem so big and overwhelming and then when you have like a small win it seems to be quite sort of insignificant and inconsequential in the scheme of things when you're looking at all the bits and pieces that you're actually the the big things that are weighing you down and you you have this little win and it doesn't feel like it's making very much difference to Mm the pressures of the weight of the hard things that you're going through and so you can actually dismiss that and mm-hmm. um because you think well it's not in equal measure to all these hardships that I'm going through at the moment and so we'll just let that slide but when we let it slide then those things that are pressing down upon us actually press harder
1: mm-hmm
0: so it does make a big difference when we acknowledge those small wins it helps us to take our power back again yeah. it yeah. is every time it's taking a stand and and saying i will not be defeated i will yeah. not be defeated by this yeah, yeah. and we are strong we, women are very very strong and we don't often don't give ourselves enough credit for how strong we are and we really need to remember to give ourselves credit in those times when those strengths are starting to shine through in us Mm -hmm. yeah thank you for raising that i really think that's so important okay Um, and for those who are aspiring writers who feel they have a story waiting to be told but they doubt in their ability to produce something which will actually see the light of day because we haven't actually talked about that with your process what advice do you have for them
1: yeah you know everyone's story does matter you know our stories are about us, but they're not for us. And I think that we all have, you know, life lessons that we want to convey to the world. You know, there is nothing that we've gone through in vain and every experience, no matter bad or, you know, good, there are experiences that, you know, can help somebody else, especially if we come out, of a trauma, come out of a toxic relationship, come out of something that really uh, was meant to kill us, you know, and we come out of that, and we we have our breakthrough, and so anyone that wants to write a story, it's really about getting clarity on what it is that, you know, you want to say in that story, what it is that you want your readers to know, because at the end of the day, the readers are going to pick up our books, and for them, it is what am I going to get out of this book? You know what? What benefits am I going to get from reading this person's story? And so, if we can give them a premise of our book and a promise to the reader that once you read my my book, this is what's going to. This is what um, I I want to to have you extract from reading my story so you get the clarity on it and then you decide what it is that you want readers to know. And so I share with you know my clients that readers don't need to know everything. You know, if there's still some parts of you that are still raw and that really haven't been healed yet, then of course they don't need to know that, you know, because our books should bring a solution. To someone's problem, you know? And at, at the very last chapter should be, you know, this is the, this is how i got out of it you know this is what this is the victory that i got this is how you know i went through this process and at the end of the day it is you know i'm 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 an overcomer you know i'm i'm more confident in in myself i'm more you know uh, ambitious you know i'm more driven you know i'm more, i'm more purpose driven in myself and 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 what was purposed to to kill me has just really you know brought um evolution to me mm-hmm. you know and 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 has allowed me to uh transform uh, who i am and that's what we want to convey to our readers
0: yeah
1: yeah that's very very good advice um and
0: as a writer what benefits in helping to heal can you see to writing your story if even if no one ever you know even if no one else ever reads your story just for instance if you're journaling you know what benefits are
1: there for yourself in putting pen to paper yeah you know it's so important because there's some things that we can write you know when we're journaling that we we may not necessarily want to convey that to someone else. You know, sometimes writing out our emotions and writing out those experiences are so liberating. It really is, because even if no one reads it, I released it, you know? And so it's more important for me to release it than for someone to read it. And if I can release my emotions, if I can release the pain in my writing, you know, a month or two months down the road, I can go back and I can read it. And then I can see, wow, I've grown because that's what happened to me. You know, I was able to to write my story And then when I finished it, I went back and I read it and I was like, wow, I've really grown. And so you need to be able to journal because you want to have some type of of, of, of measuring rod of your own growth Mm. and your own development. And you can do that once you start journaling yeah fantastic advice
0: i wanted to tell you about a little competition i am running at the moment to hopefully put a bit more sparkle in your day and help you feel special and valued every girl deserves a bit of sparkle power so once a month i am giving away a gorgeous tiara to one lucky listener here's what you need to do to go into the draw. Just write a review on your favourite podcast app, paste it onto your Facebook stories and tag me, Sandy Johnston. All the details for the competition And a picture of a few of the beautiful tiaras I will be giving away will be included in the episode notes. So check out the episode notes to help you get into the draw for this competition. Your reviews help other women find the podcast more easily, which means the absolute world to me. Okay, now back to today's episode. As it is easy to get stuck when we face challenges, what do you do when you need motivation to face the
1: challenges? You know, I found my motivation came from, you know, me, um, you know, listening to. Um, I love jazz, and so even you know when I was being when I was married, I didn't listen to a whole lot of jazz, you know, and so. Once I, I I didn't, you know, once I got out of that, I started listening to more jazz. And so what motor really motivates me is I started listening to, you know, music like that, instrumental music. And then, I'm motivated when I'm reading other stories as well. I love reading, you know, fiction novels and romance stories because I can, you know, find myself in those stories, you know. So I find other things to really motivate me. And that comes from finding other passions that you like, you know. And if it's about, you know, if you like to hike or you like to, you know, um, you know, you 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 like walking. You find something else that you can um, just really take, you know, away from the moment, and you find yourself in that, and you find your motivation in that. And for me, it was jazz. It was, you know, hiking. I found some other um, outlets that I could do that would just help me help motivate me in the moments where, you know. Life didn't appear as though it was going in my direction, but I knew that uh, in order for me to keep moving forward, I had to use those, you know, those moments of inspiration to sh- continue to spark me to want to keep moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah, great advice. And
0: um, and music yeah, just has this uh, magical quality, doesn't it, where... Um, it speaks to us like they say music is a universal language and it really does speak to us emotionally so um i can say for myself that's very true too I, I love music and I know when I was in the depths of despair that you know certain songs would trigger me and you know and I would be overcome by emotion and and I'd be you know like blubbering like a baby I'd be you know and um and it would just be that song that would evoke that feeling within me and all of those things otherwise would have stayed suppressed inside Mm -hmm. me and eaten, eaten away at me. But in the same, you know, like in the same breath, having, listening to something that's really enlivening, like you were talking about with jazz music and how jazz music has just got this like amazing, you know, creative groove going on. It's just like this fusion of, you think how the heck does that work but it does and um, and it's just amazing and what that does to you and the way that that speaks to you is so empowering and yeah I think music is music is very healing it's uh, so healing you know you are overcome by emotion you're overcome by joy you you know you, you want to dance you you know and all of that just is so empowering to get into that, that amazing space so yeah i i think music is is wonderful it's a wonderful healer okay so look what i'll just ask you this question what is one myth about becoming a published author that you would like to debunk?
1: Ah, (laughs) I would like, I would probably say that um, some people feel that they need a, um, you know, a publisher to publish their books when they can just do it themselves. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I found that a lot of uh, first time authors, you know, um, you know, were waiting on someone else to do it for them and i tell them you know what you can do it yourself you really can it's not that difficult it's just a matter of learning how to do it you know and uh, i think when people when they can get that that you know what i'll just do it myself <laughs> i'll be my own publisher and because it brings such gratification and satis- satisfying, it's so satisfying to know that you know what I did this myself and you know I'm my own publisher. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, cuz that that um can seem like, you know, that mountain with publishing up the top of being the, the pinnacle, up the top of the mountain and it can look like the mountain's just too big to climb, you know, and um and when it looks too big to climb, then it can hold you back from starting that process at all and hold you back from telling your story which is really really important so well that's great and I think that um, I will just add to that by saying that we don't know what we don't know and if we don't know something then talk to somebody who does know (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you've got a ton of experience you've uh, published 11 books
1: Yes, I have. <laughs> so
0: I think uh, you're you're a good person to speak to in regard to how do you go about that whole publishing process? <laughs> okay, well, and on that note, could you please share your links so that women listening can connect with you if they would like to work with you?
1: Yeah, so they can connect with me on my website, which is pauletteharper.com. And I'm on all the social uh, networks, Facebook under Pastor Paulette, Pastor P, Twitter, Paulette Harper, IG, Paulet Harper as well.
0: Fantastic. And I'll include all of those links in the episode notes. So listeners, you can also refer to the episode notes if you're struggling to um, find them. Uh, any of those links online and for the final question because this podcast is the tiara's tears and triumphs podcast what does this title mean to you as
1: a woman uh the tiara the tiara is what you put on your head it's like a crown you know and i think when we get through all the 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 pain and all the heartbreak that definitely we can put a crown on our heads and we can walk royalty, walk, you know, with royal uh, blood within us, because that's really how God created us, you know. And I think being able to walk gracefully, you know, and come out of a place where I don't look like what I've been going through. I don't look like, you know, my experiences that I've gone through, but even in all the tears, I can, you know, I can wash my face and I can, you know, gladly put on my crown and I can walk in life in grace knowing that I am an overcomer.
0: Yeah, beautiful.
1: That's lovely.
0: That's a really lovely take on it. I saw a lovely quote on your website too, which I'd like to leave the listeners with today. It's by Simon Sinek and it is working hard for something we don't care about is called stress. (laughs) (laughs) Working hard for something we love is called passion. So Pastor P, thank you for sharing your passion with us today and and your journey and I wish you every good thing in life and I'm very, very grateful that you've come on to be a guest on the show today. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you and your wonderful audience as well for having me on today.
0: I really hope you enjoyed this interview with Pastor Paulette Harper. She is such a beautiful person and I just loved this conversation that I had with her. Um, She just had so many gems to offer and so much hope to offer and so many tips to offer as well for helping to go through the challenges that we go through when a relationship breaks down and ends. So I hope that you found real value in it and I'll just leave you with the top 10 takeaways from today's episode. Number one, accept yourself for who you are, for what you have, for all your mistakes to help you to find your way back after a relationship breaks down. Number two, the what ifs can keep you stuck in regret. So don't focus on the what-ifs. Number three, in finding out who you are, you're able to face your fears. So there's real power in this and it is worth investing the time and the energy in doing that and just getting really familiar with who you are and finding out who you are again, post the relationship breakup. Number four, own that to where you are. So again don't focus on I wish I was here but just own where you are right now and know that you can build on that. Number five it is wanting to break free from the abuse that is so really important to keep that at the forefront of your mind if you are in that state where you are sitting on the fence and undecided about whether to stay in a a toxic relationship or whether to leave. Just keep your focus on that one thing of what it would be like to break free from the abuse. How would you feel to have that freedom back again? Number six, value yourself, know your worth, see yourself as a jewel. Number seven, find something that you enjoy and get involved in that and grow in that this really allows your energy to flow towards the thing that you love about your life this is really really important it's so key rather than having your energy taken by what you have lost and what you don't have after the breakdown in a relationship where your energy goes is where your mind will go and where your emotions will go as well so really try and focus on the positive really try and focus on the things that you love about yourself and your life. Number eight be prepared to do the inner work Just think of it as being like a caterpillar in a cocoon where the inner work which is really hard needs to take place before the beautiful butterfly can emerge and fly away. Number nine you've got to chisel away at your barriers and appreciate the small wins because over time those small wins become bigger wins. Number ten this is key and this is what Pastor Paulette is all about is writing. She really really encourages you to write, to journal because it can be a measurement of your growth and development. And just one more bonus, the power in writing even if no one reads it, in writing it down you have released it so you've released whatever it is that you're holding on to inside when you get that down on paper it's no longer stuck inside of you festering and eating away at you. I really hope that these tips have helped you and will help you as you go through this journey and please remember I'm here for you and I send you all my love and I wish you well. Take care. We all go through dark times when we do we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another and if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt, Acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now can you just pause a moment before you go because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust. It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today, sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.